Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Calculated Absurdity Podcast with your hosts, Peter, Elias, and Tom. You can listen to a new episode every Wednesday on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. How's it going, guys? Wonderful. Kind of, kind of feeling tired, but I think I'm just finally crashing from my coffee. You had, a, you, had a, you had an afternoon coffee? Well, I, I, I've been drinking a little bit more espresso than I normally do. I have it in the morning, and then I had another one at uh, 12 o'clock. So I was pretty buzzed, or I was buzzing this afternoon. Went to the gym, and now I'm here very tired and relaxed at the same time. Oh, yeah, post-workout and espresso crash at the same time. Yeah, that'll definitely help me sleep. <laughs> well... Let's wake you back up. We said we were going to talk about this quote that I wrote down uh, loosely. I guess we we're going to talk about it. Um, Every human overestimates what they can get done in one year and underestimates what they can accomplish in 10. I wrote that down and more or less started thinking about what 10 years from now would even look like. What is going to develop that becomes a new norm that isn't right now? Or what things in 10 years are we going to look back on, possibly in shock or possibly with a hint of, I can't believe we didn't know that. You could even look back 10 years from now or back to our childhood with certain technologies or outlooks on life. Yeah, Technology being the big one that I know that you guys would have input on mm-hmm. more so than me. One of the, one of the things technology wise that I sort of reflect on every now and then is like just being in grade school and being like te- like the teachers like teaching us how to use Ask Jeeves and Google oh like at the my same time. God, Ask It was like, oh yeah, like here's wow. all the search engines and like check these out and you're and you're using <laughs> my, <laughs> my Google Assistant just activated. Whoops. Wait, from Ask Jeeves or from say Google? I have no idea. It just turned on. Anyway um yeah in in my school we had like the super old like colorful apple computers with the little like handles on the back um yeah the colored one the the macintosh the full macintosh the old macintosh computers yeah before they turned white and elegant they were like all colorful and fun colorful yeah like monitor computer Yeah. yeah yep yeah i just we used to have labs just wall-to-wall computers Mm -hmm. because we didn't have the individual ones in school in classrooms like i think now they have that or each kid at some places Mm -hmm. get a tablet school assigned tablet but yeah i remember we'd have to go to the lab some people didn't play oregon trail did you guys have like typing courses yes not until high school oh wow really i had in elementary school or middle school, we had this device called an E-Mate. Yeah, E-Mate 300 here. I'm going to send the link here. <laughs> I the feel chat. like this is some obnoxious thing. It was like a laptop. We had to take it home every day and do like Wait. three typing assignments. But Did you yeah. share it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in... Oops, wrong chat. <laughs> That's okay. I uh, will move it uh, to this one. This is the one I want. 
There we go. There it is. Oh, I've seen this thing before. Oh, I never really yeah. used it, but I remember yeah. it. We each had one assigned, and anytime we took it, we had to check it out and everything. But yeah, like we played this um, typing game program on it or something, and that's how I got familiar with the keyboard. Granted, it's a lot smaller, but yeah. Wow, the equivalent value, according to Wikipedia, is $1,400 for one of these. That's absurd. <laughs> And they were $800 when they first came out. Holy shit. I mean, hell, the the Super Nintendo games were, what, 60 bucks back then, too? Or something like that. I don't remember what we had costs uh, back then. We had typing classes, uh, I think, starting in elementary school. We had, like, computer lab sessions or something, and all I remember is we'd do something on the computer and then have like a cardboard thing that goes like over the keyboard and like we had to just practice home row typing and we basically did that like every year we had probably games that would assist with typing but i don't remember having the program specifically for words per minute and having the cardboard or the plastic shelf over mm. your hands so you can't look until high school oh i never had that I never had the the cardboard. Yeah, I didn't mind it. The cover cover your hand. Do they? What are they? Uh, just you could just look down and uh, see what you were typing. Because I think the idea was they were trying to Im implement the muscle memory. Yeah, like they were trying because you had to like navigate your tiny fingers on this giant giant keyboard, and it, it was like really easy to just look down and like try and push the buttons that you're typing. But if you can just like you know, visualize it with your fingers like a blind person, it kind of makes you a little faster because you don't have to mentally process what you're looking at necessarily. Or at least that's what I think that's what that's intended to do. I feel like a mixture of learning typing in school and then typing in video games helped me type relatively quickly, but it also gave me a really bad habit of like typing in bursts. Like, I'll type, like, one sentence, hit enter, and keep doing that, because if you type too long in a video game, you'll die. And, yeah, <laughs> that's just too painful. <laughs> You're, like, trying to convey a message, but it's like, oh, no, I got to heal. and <laughs> Just funny. Do you, I, I haven't noticed that you do this, so I don't think you do, but you don't text that way, do you? I think I do. Still, Where, like sentence and then click send and then yeah. another sentence click send. And well, click send. Yeah. I think that habit from is just primarily from AOL Instant Messenger days, right? Maybe. Like I'm I'm scrolling through the message, like our messenger chat log from other from another group, and Eli generally just kind of writes in block like his whole point, but he can go on in a series of things, but his yeah. thoughts are very like full sentences, end of story. I think it's worse when it's on a computer. If you, oh, yeah. if you look at our group chat on the computer, Peter, you'll, you'll yeah. see me talking spurts. Oh no. I, I scrolled up and I noticed that, but like all your sentences are very, it's they're complete sentences. They're not just like fragments and stuff like that. Yeah. Like yeah, my, my typing fragments. habit is meant... fucking shit. <laughs> Your habit of what? Of of typing for computer or text. I, I I just kind of like 
type spam essentially just because like I'm trying to get thoughts across fast. Yeah, that's so that's more or less what I mean is almost no filter, like no proofread. Mm-hmm. Just if it if you thought it, you're throwing it out there, which for something like gaming or instant messenger that's supposed to be free flowing, I completely understand, but it's the thinking not thinking it through and answering sending two or three more texts and then saying never mind i just looked it up it's like just take a moment first and think about what you're saying and and type two sentences in one text just to Doesn't, you guys don't have anybody that does that to you no not really no not that i know of no. actually does get it's a, just an older person sometimes thing. Maybe they're just trying to type what they can in the moment. I guess, yeah. It's it's just individual thoughts, and they hit send after every one. Yeah. So all of a sudden, your phone will buzz six times. <laughs> Did you guys have uh, Wikipedia back then, too, when we were, like, roughly 10 years old? I don't that specifically period? remember. I remember going into, like, when I started writing, like, research papers in school... That was when they were like, you can't use Wikipedia as a primary source. Yeah, I it can be that. a secondary source, but not a primary. Yep, I always thought that's so funny. I mean, we'll 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 probably jump into this eventually, but I feel like uh, like ChatGPT, it's basically kind of like the new Wikipedia, a little bit. It's funny though because the way people use ChatGPT, it's like. You literally could have just used Google. Like, what do you mean? Do you, some of it, yeah. Like the, that's how people are using it. They're using it like it was Google to search for something or to get a response. But it's like, do people? The, some of the people, not saying everyone, but are they like actually sitting there taking the time to read through this this write up by Chat GPT, or are they just trying to find a snippet thing, right? Because I obviously Google now at this point is kind of very bloated with your searches and chat GPT can sift through all the information and give you a quick summary. Yeah. But at that point, again, kind of the, going back to the talking school assignments thing, chat GPT can't be a primary source because it's summarizing a quantity who knows how much of information into yeah. A paragraph or two. Uh-huh. That's what Google kind of used to do, right? They're kind of doing it now. Although I, I feel like Google's responses sometimes are not entirely reliable. No. Because some of the search queries that you run, it, it just references some bullshit article from some bullshit website that has like no credibility whatsoever. And they're just slapping a paragraph summary on your screen for you to read and you kind of read it as fact and then you see where it came from and you're like, wait a minute, this isn't, (laughs) this isn't entirely true. I don't have a specific example, but I just remembered Googling something one day. I like read the first thing that I saw. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. And then saw where it came from. Like, there's like no backing to this actually. What, what is this? Why am I getting fed this? But, um, there is an art to searching on Google. Yes, there is a correct way to search with Google, but no one does it because it's just easier to type out what you want to search for. Yeah. There's 
think a lot of people are lazy to a degree too. Lazy in doing the extra work to get the right search. Yeah. Cause now I don't think like I, have to know. To. I think there's enough inputs that Google will figure it out. I think it's still smart to know how to double check your answer or like the response that you're being fed. And oh I think, yeah. And, that, and that's part of the reason uh, yeah. why we had that whole disinformation bullshit going on with Facebook and everything. Oh, just because yeah, people don't didn't know how to shit. proofread or double check credibility, which was kind of what we were what we were taught, you know, when we were in school, elementary, middle, high school, especially with Wikipedia, it's like this cannot be your primary source. So then it kind of forced you to dig a little deeper. Or I don't know. At least my teachers, like, they always emphasize to us, you know, like, don't don't believe everything that you find on the internet. You have to, like, make sure it's actually legitimate. Apparently that message didn't get conveyed to everyone else. Maybe it's not taught anymore or enforced as much. Yeah. And then again, like, every school is different, too. Yep. Right? You got, you got a, a lot of variability with uh, schools and their performance ratings and then the individual teachers themselves and then their teaching methods and... Um, it just varies across the board and I don't know, it's, it's tough, it's a tough world, especially when you're dealing with kids too, all kinds of kids. I'm curious how kids are traversing the internet age. Cause I feel like we got a mixed bag. I mean, we didn't start getting internet aim all those distractions or all that accessibility until yeah. what eighth grade uh it, it's a lot of it was just like general communication like we were just basically being introduced to texting instant messaging and then we had uh flash games for like entertainment uh youtube was kind of coming out i guess mm -hmm. um but yeah, we didn't really have all this like internet content that we have today, for sure. I feel like it wasn't until maybe late high school or something when memes started becoming a thing. I, I could be really wrong with that, but I feel like that's when people started playing around with more like entertaining uh, content. Um, and then after like the memes came like other types of videos and like. Uh, you got like vines, so now you have like, inner like short uh like memeish like video content, and then people just started having more fun with it, and then eventually corporations or businesses started catching on, and then they started coming up with some stupid formula, and then everyone started doing that same formula, and um, then you got Google just changing the goalposts with like how to make money on there, so then you start to see the decline in some of creative content i guess it is interesting though it's kind of considering that so i was looking up just like dial up internet and broadband internet because that was our first initial introduction of it right yeah we <laughs> right we were on the tail end of dial up and being introduced to broadband when they were charging you by the minute right Netscape, AOL, yeah. CDs, and everything. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, AOL get... CDs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I used and to grab here... so many of those just to throw them. <laughs> right. 
but here's here's the crazy thing right like internet speeds back then were like 56 kilobits yeah that was terrible and now we're in gigabyte not even gigabit gigabyte speed internet yeah to to which is like crazy to think about i remember it was like 15 megs was like the new upgrade dsl right from like dial up or whatever you're like holy shit wow 15 is so fast <laughs> instead of taking a day to download like God. 20 megs i can get it done in an hour yeah i had dial up for the longest time i had to like really convince my mom to just be like yo the internet will be so much better if we just did this and she was like okay <laughs> then we finally got uh i think we ended up getting comcast cable yeah, internet that's that was definitely common. the way to go did you guys have uh oh, what was that limewire yes yeah. oh course. yeah downloaded lots did of viruses you... on that did you outgrow LimeWire, or did you have to drop it because of all of the lawsuits or everything yeah, that was going on? I feel like I, I, I just switched. grew out of it. <laughs> yeah, it, like either you, you were with LimeWire or you switched to like torrenting. Frostwire. Yeah. Mine, well, LimeWire was a switched. file sharing thing, right? It wasn't no, necessarily it was torrenting. torrenting. Oh, it was torrenting. It was torrenting. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Blatant torrenting. But when LimeWire got all the lawsuits and got was getting shut down. I was part of the wave that shifted over to Frostwire, yeah. which was basically the exact uh-huh. same thing. Just instead of a green logo, it was, it was a blue, blue logo. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I used that for a while, and then I was like, why am I doing this? Yeah. So I, I eventually grew out of it. I just yeah. don't remember when, and probably mostly because everything, I think it might have been because of YouTube. I think it was Napster. I didn't use Napster. Fuck Napster. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. I didn't use well, Napster wait, where, where were you going? Nice where were you going with what you're saying? Oh, what you jumped to? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I misheard you or misunderstood you. Because I mean, the the biggest reason everyone used LimeWire was for music and movies, right? Yeah. Music for me, but yes, yeah, for the most part, yeah. And then when YouTube became a thing, and it did they didn't have the crazy copyright policies that they do now. Yeah. It, all the music you'd ever need or wanted all of a sudden got uploaded into YouTube. Yep. And so like, so when, when did YouTube come to be? 2008? One? Five. Holy shit. Jesus. I don't recall using YouTube though until 2007. Yeah, I, I feel like I didn't really use it until a little later. I was also a little delayed in using Facebook. I think I was always using MySpace for a while. Was, well, Facebook was harder to get into because it was college uh, campuses only for yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. And because I remember in high school, either junior or senior year, we were like, trying to figure out how to get in there like how do we fake emails to sign up and stuff like that like mm-hmm. what school how those work and then they just open it up to everyone but yeah definitely myspace prior to that for years and that's how our entire generation knows how to code in html yeah <laughs> i honestly to to think back between the two types of content i i still 
think I would prefer MySpace just because of the pure customization of yeah, it. Yeah, like, I, I would agree. I it was way more MySpace. personable. Um, you know, you, you create your It was page. a lot more fun. Yeah. It's just like you're you're making like your own mini website, basically. Yeah. Just like more entertaining website. It's a little cringe to some degree, just, you know, some of the music that people would put up, but it's still fun. Yeah. Have you guys gone back through your social media from no back in the early days? Uh, I went back through MySpace with Amanda years ago. Because when they were doing that MySpace revival attempt, MySpace became like more of a music platform thing for artists, but your old page still existed. It just was mm. like laid out differently. Like uh, all the customization and everything was gone. It became very formatted. Mm. Um, but yeah, there, there was a small window of time a couple years ago where like they tried to, to come back, but it obviously just fell through. Watch it come back yeah. in like five years. Uh, I doubt it. I'm sure we'll have something new, fresh. I'm actually surprised yeah. Facebook is still around as much as it like is. Yeah, I think most I people don't know if that'll people, ever go away. I think it's funny because I think most people who had a problem with Facebook ended up just jumping to Instagram, even though it's the same company. Yeah, it's really funny. I don't really that. understand it, but whatever. <laughs> right. It's like, do you guys realize how much Meta actually like utilizes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, they they clearly don't. Is it what's? I'm trying to think now because I'm trying to link back to some of the tech or sites or aspects of technology that were prominent during. I don't know. Let's say that 2005 to 2010 time that is just not around anymore. Mm. And is there anything that we have right now that's probably going to fizzle out? Uh, I remember a buddy of mine had the, um, I remember what they called it, but it was like that tiny screen that like played videos, like Game Boy, like cards. <gasps> you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I forgot yes. what it's called. I had the disc version. I actually yeah, found it. Yeah, the disc version. <laughs> oh, fuck. I, I could run downstairs and pull it out, but, like, I, I... Oh, God. It was, it was like, the kid version of the portable DVD player. Yeah. Oh. oh it's, uh... Oh, there's video now. Yep. Here, I'll, I'll send a YouTube link. I, I just see the one on the front page with, like, the disc version. There was yeah. like a small one too, like a tinier one. God, these are so funny to see. Here, here you go, Tom. Here's here's a good one. Blackberries, the iPod. Oh yeah, yeah. First oh, dude, I iPod iPods. was two thousand one. Those were so awesome. I think I still have one somewhere. And then for uh, for your example of twenty ten, the first iPad came to be. 2010. Still my iPad. Wow. Yeah, 2010 was the first iPad apparently. But in yeah. terms of cool technology, um, one that kind of was became utilized in other ways and just kind of continued, the Xbox 360 Connect came into fruition publicly in 2010. And that really? was like the consumer level of like body tracking, motion tracking, yeah. and that evolved 
so quickly in the 13 years since it came to be. Wow. Isn't that insane? Yeah. I Honestly, I forgot about this thing. Dude, I the Connect I thought, was the coolest fucking thing ever it to really, exist. It really was the coolest thing ever that, that came out in that period. Like, then, nothing really compared to it. No. And for, for the price point that it was, it mm-hmm. was absurd that not everyone had one. And then, um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about game consoles because I personally think that after the 360, Microsoft went away from the Xbox as a console and they turned the Xbox into more as a multimedia station. Yeah. And I say that because the Xbox one, which came after the 360, there was the revamped version of the connect. And I don't know if you guys remember this, but I had it at my, at the apartment that I on central with Amanda. I think I remember. I literally it. had everything that I used plugged in through the Xbox, and this was my introduction in terms of voice control and command activation and stuff like that. Because I literally was able to go Xbox, turn on the PlayStation, and it would turn on the TV, and then switch ports to the one that the PlayStation was plugged into. Ooh. Oh wow! Yeah, and I'm like. Th- th- it was insane to me that, I, I mean, it was funny because I told the Xbox to turn on its competitor, but the fact that it was just this, like, it wasn't AI, obviously. It was just, like, a voice command that you can customize and set up and do, like, basically um, easy codes or, or shortcuts with your commands to do certain things. Yeah. Plus, you can have it do gesture commands, and I'm like, this is fucking insane. That's interesting. How how did it turn on your PlayStation like that though? Um, so, it basically it, sent almost, a signal. That's strange somehow to me that another device can, at the time, communicate well, the, with this competitor, so to speak. It wasn't like fully communicating. So like, the thing that was kind of weird to me was that it was able to turn the TV on and off without having a like power route through. Um, well, was it? It was connected through HDMI, right? Well, yeah, I guess HDMI can carry that kind of a signal, but with the PlayStation, like it doesn't turn off; it just goes into like a sleep mode. Uh huh. And even the new PlayStation Five does it the same. Like I don't turn it off; it literally just goes into like a dormant yeah. mode that's still active, so it can do background updates and stuff like that. But at the yeah. time, did you have to? go through and label um, through the Kinect to say that the PlayStation is plugged in through HDMI 1 or the TV is through... Uh, no. So maybe it wasn't It wasn't necessarily saying, like, I'm going to communicate with the PlayStation. It's just what is... You've said that you've identified the PlayStation is plugged in to this. I think there was only one... HDMI in and then one HDMI out. And so that's how I did it. I just routed the PlayStation through. Little little fun fact. You, um, well, I don't know if this is the same about all TVs, but our TV, our smart TVs don't necessarily turn off all the way. No. They, 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 they still communicate on the internet mm-hmm. wh- even though it's off. 
so that they can update and things like that as well. Tell their tell the overlords what you're what you're watching or or the fact that the TV's still off, so it's like don't don't send anything over. <laughs> yep. I mean, it makes sense for updates. It's kind of weird though. Well, you you'd think that it wouldn't be communicating, right? Because in in which case, like if 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 this thing is connected to the internet and the TV is off and it's still communicating, it can easily just send data saying like, here are the regular hours of which that this person watches TV or something. And then that's some data that can be sold to advertisers to then be, you know, pinged over to you eventually or something for whatever reason. But I don't know, just I'm a sure fun little happening. tidbit. I don't, I don't think, mo I think most people think that TVs are off and that's it. But if you get no, something you hooked up, unplug them. Yeah. If you get some sort of like internet monitoring, uh, system in place you'll you'll definitely see your tv still talking like just kind of chirping away at somebody it's kind of interesting to see so real quick i'm looking at a list of stuff that came out in the 2010s instagram came to be in 2010 airbnb was 2008 i didn't realize that uh 4g launched in the u.s in 2010 so two years after a crisis is when we expect huge emergences of great technology. I, I think, I guess it's like people are bored because everything's slow as shit. Maybe. <laughs> Snapchat was 2011. Huh. That checks out. Uh, Raspberry Pis were 2012. Wow. Those are so expensive now. Yeah. Are you on ZDNet.com? Uh, I'm on PC Mag. Oh, all right. You're calling out the exact same things that I'm saying. <laughs> One Holy website scraped shit. the other. The Amazon Alexa was 2014. Wow. Same year as USB-C and Windows 10. USB-C came out in 2014? Apparently. What the fuck? It took yeah. us this long to like fully Standardize it? it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then on top of it, uh, I think Linus Tech Tips. I, I think they did a video comparing USB-C cables and how a lot of the cables actually aren't rated for the power draw that they no. say that they yeah. are supposed to do. Yep. Which oh, is kind man. of bogus. Do you guys, do you guys remember using overhead projectors in school? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Shadow puppets. I haven't. I accidentally using a sharpie ever <laughs> on, on one of those illuminated sheets yeah. <laughs> those are great yeah i'm looking at like 20 technologies that have become obsolete and you know some of them i knew vcrs palm pilots a little tv carts i used to have a palm yeah. pilot <laughs> i think i actually just like threw it out the other day cleaning out my boxes of stuff old stuff mm. but i had because my uncle was really big into being a early technology adopter mm -hmm. and he would always get it and when it didn't work the way that he foresaw he kind of just handed it down to either my mom to play around with for her business and when my mom was done with it she just give it to me to just fuck around with because i was into that stuff mm-hmm uh -huh. We probably had collectively like six or seven generations of Palm Pilots. I don't think I've ever actually used one. 
I mostly played like chess and like snake and brick block and shit like that on it. <laughs> when did when did you guys get your first cell phone? And what was it? I had a kid cell phone. Do you remember who made it? Uh no. I don't remember who made it. Uh, Mine was probably like two thousand and LG. LG eight. I found the actual cell phone. Oh no, sorry, two thousand and four. Yeah. I had the Verizon Mego. Let's try to look, look mine up now. So this was the the first phone on the list there. Oh no. But it was really funny because it's just a four uh digit pin to like unlock it to change all the numbers. I figured out what it was, just brute forcing it. And I was able to just like change all the numbers to like call my friends and shit like that instead of like family members and emergency mm. contacts. <laughs> and my mom found out she's like, What the fuck are you doing? I'm like, just get me an actual cell phone, jackass. Like <laughs> <laughs> And I then, know I had like a hand-me-down phone as my first one, like a flip phone, not a razor, uh, just honestly, just some junky Verizon one. And I think the one that I had first that I was mine that was relatively new was a slide phone. Sidekick? Chocolate? No. I'm trying to see what year this is because this looks like it, but I, I might be misremembering but like a Samsung intensity. I remember having multiple razors. Uh, Everybody I had think multiple I, razors. <laughs> if you yeah, had one, think, you had multiple. <laughs> I think I had a <laughs> LG chocolate. I yeah. know I had flip phones. I don't remember what they were. Um, and you had all the phones that everybody wanted. And then, oh gosh, I can't remember. I think my first smartphone was a Motorola. I think mine was Nokia. It was like some random Nokia thing that I had. But then the the other the next phone that I upgraded to was like I feel like thinking back on it, that was like my all time favorite phone. It was just like the perfect size and perfect functionality. Oh my gosh, do you remember the Motorola V70? It was like this rotating face. I remember a friend of mine had it, and I was so fucking jealous because fuck? how fucking cool it was. Oh, I do remember this. Yeah. I've never seen this before. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was fucking cool as shit. Wow. Every, everybody had the um, that slider phone that did it horizontally and vertically for the keyboard. Uh... That's the one that I'm saying. The Samsung Intensity. Intensity. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, I definitely had this phone. Oh yeah. I had the Motorola Droid. Yeah, that one. Or no, I had the Droid X. I didn't have the keyboard. Yeah, people had one or the other. I had other. this. Wait, is that the I one had that, that like? That was my first smartphone. Which one was the one where like it spun around to reveal the keyboard? Not not the one that you linked earlier, but there was another one that similar to the this one. Or are you Troy. talking about the Sidekick? Oh, the Sidekick. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, everyone and their fucking mother yeah. had a Sidekick. Man, I never got I, into those. Uh, I didn't need those. I had a Droid Max, and then I had the Droid Razor Max, and then Moto G. 
the Nexus 6, and from Nexus, that's when I went to Google Phones. Yeah. Don't, don't you just... I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I wanted to pick up the Moto Z with the, like, swappable mods on the back of it. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Where, like, you can have a better camera, you can have a projector and all yeah. this shit. Because um, it was, like, the first modular phone, and I thought that was the coolest fucking thing in the world. I love how all of these... What do you guys these... think is not... No, sorry, go Elias. Oh, go ahead. I'm kind of going to change because I'm curious now what we think is n- that's around now that's not going to be around. Oh, I guess what I was going to say, we kind of segued into that a little bit. Like the, these phones in general have just been completely replaced with a, a screen, you know, our digital mm-hmm. keyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like, I guess like even in cars, like pretty much anything that has a mechanical function is being like digitized and like I can't fully agree with it when it goes to like cars, like climate control stuff, like removing knobs or the volume or the dude or the as you know, air conditioner or whatever it fucking sucks. Like fuck touch screens. I I agree, especially in cars. Like Yeah. I think your car's the same way, but like I don't have a physical volume knob in my car. Mm. I, I the, have the one, closest so. thing closest to that is on the on the steering wheel and it still just drives me fucking <laughs> insane like i fucking hate it yeah but um i i kind of agree with elias that i with the phones i think it's just like the constant innovation of like making them slimmer and smaller and also the processor technology getting smaller and everything else like but phones are just getting bigger now People, yeah, they're people getting bitch about batteries, and they're like, "Well, we gotta just make the phone bigger again." <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's why these fold phones are becoming so popular yeah. is because basically one half of it is a screen and the battery, and the other half of it is a screen and the fucking board, right? Yeah. But I, I think the biggest thing that we're gonna see go away is people driving. I think. Yeah. Self driving. Is. Self-driving vehicles, I think, is going to be within our lifetime, at least probably later in our lifetime, probably 30 years, I would say, where you don't need to do anything with the car. Where do you think it's going to start? Electric vehicles. Well, well, with electric vehicles, I agree. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's how okay. it starts, is that they officially oh, yeah. phase yeah, yeah. those 100%. completely in to fully replace. I mean, they're not mm-hmm. saying anything. They're not promising any sort of a full replacement. They're saying they can get up to 40 or 50% of sales in yeah. the next 10 years. I mean, our our buddy went to the New York car show recently, and like half of the floor was all the new electric vehicles coming out from every manufacturer. There's an electric charger coming out, dude. A charger. Oh, oh, I, dude, I thought when you said that, I'm like literally a thinking about charger? an electric charger. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, until just now. That's what Dodge I Dodge Charger. Now that I understand. Dodge Charger. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. An electric <laughs> charger. Dodge Charger, which is like an iconic American muscle car. Right? Wow. You think it's, it's going gonna... electric? It blew my fucking mind. I mean, the Corvette, the new Corvette, right, is a hybrid all-wheel drive mid-engine corvette wow i wonder what the top speed on those are uh probably two something 
but it's not really about the top speed. It's about the zero to like yeah. 60, zero well, that, to a hundred, all that torque. In right. It. That, that's the main focus. Cause um, yeah. top speed. Everyone wants that like go-kart their... feeling. Yeah. I don't know. I, I am sort of curious, like how this is going to transition out with like people dealing with zero to 60 times being a lot faster. And then um, I guess a lot of these electric vehicles just having lower top speeds also. I wonder if that's going to impact anything. I, I'm sort of, my mind's sort of in like accidents. I'm just thinking about like people getting in accidents. So I'm curious where I, that's all going to go. I always had the thought if we wanted an accident free uh, roadway and it's also completely automated and stuff like that, the, the vehicles that they did, um, gosh, what was that Tom Cruise movie? where all the vehicles were on rails. I was just about to oh. say a rail system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And basically like you track. just Yeah. And it's I don't know if it's minority minority report. I don't believe it was, but it was a mov movie where he had to have his eyeballs like replaced because of all the like tracking and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of scary because that's the direction that we're going right now yeah. is facial recognition in public and things like that. And it's like, well, if we're going to go that way, we might as well keep going that way and just throw everything on rails. And you have all the vehicles talking to each other on the rail systems. And you can yeah. basically just hop in your pod of a vehicle and you can fucking take a nap and end up at your location. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the whole idea behind what like self-driving cars are, mm -hmm. right? But because there's still so many people that are behind the wheel of vehicles, they can't do that yet. Yeah. And then not to mention uh, jobs themselves. Oh, a lot of, dude. A lot of backlash with, you know, Uber drivers or taxi drivers or truckers for that matter. Truckers would be the biggest fucking yeah. hit. Yeah. Why? I, I feel like they're, think of I feel like there's going to be some like negotiation with like still maintaining truckers like in these automated vehicles just to like sit there and monitor. Cause at the same time we're dealing with, you know, fucking heavy vehicles. If that thing loses control. Oh, what's minority report? It's not going to be a good time. What the fuck? Um, yeah. I mean, our buddies, um, they shared a video recently of that super fucking Republican, um, newscaster. He was talking to who uh, someone asked him about what he thinks about automation of jobs. And he basically shit on the idea. And it's like, look, if we automate like the trucking business is the biggest impact, like it's such a shift in terms of the amount of people that are working, right? Like, mm -hmm. have you ever really considered how many truckers there are on the road, like nationally? No. Or yes. actually even globally? Yes, but only because on. we had to coordinate getting materials shipped. Oh, yeah, fair oh, enough. I, actually, yeah, I guess if you put it in that perspective, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, like, all those people would be out of a job. Yeah. You know, while we're talking about this, I think it's sort of funny to think, um, you know, back in, what, 2000 or 2010, and then like to now, I, I feel like I blinked and basically so many fast food chains and department stores are just self-checkout. Uh -huh. do, do you guys feel yeah. that way? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm 
part of the the problem with it too. Like I'll go to a self checkout at like Target any day of the week. Same with Home oh, Depot. Yeah. You sort of have to at some point in some of these places because it's oh, like that's yeah. all there is. <laughs> there's like right. two there's registers, n- and some there's of them. no one working the physical registers anymore. Yeah. You you all you need is one person monitoring six self checkout stations, mm-hmm. and you're kind of like good. Yeah. Yeah, there's some WalMarts that are bays and bays of self checkouts. Yeah, multiple people watching, and there's there's no other option. You have to go through there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. DoorDash or like any of those other food ones is another one that popped up out of nowhere. For I thought it was yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, you kind of yeah, Airbnb Ubers. I've sort of been thinking about the whole labor shortage thing. And I've, and I've noticed like a lot of restaurants where, you know, they, they just have hiring signs and I'm kind of curious where they all went. I, ha- I have this idea that they probably started doing DoorDash or something. Maybe. Well, actually to, to that point, it's this thing. Um, there's, there's a term for it. it. They're called ghost kitchens where basically a bunch of, restaurants quote unquote restaurants that show up on all these food delivery apps yeah they share an address because they basically split up a a warehouse (laughs) and there's like this basically like a takeout window that the people come up to like enter in the order number or name or something they pick it up and then they deliver it to you oh that's great that's that's what it's becoming (laughs) uh that kind of reminds me of like those famous people that are just starting their own fucking like pizza shop or whatever. Like a couple mm-hmm. of YouTubers like did that. But at the end of the day, it's just some, you know, third party food maker just slapping it's a sticker mis- on there and just saying like, Mr. Yo. Beast is the biggest <laughs> example of a ghost yeah. kitchen. Like Mr. Beast burgers are just burgers made out of other restaurants, mm-hmm. but it's just his name and brand to it. Like he has only like a handful of physical fucking actual places and yeah everything else is just out of other kitchens yeah i'm not a huge fan of like the whole labels sticker thing that we have going on in this country i mean like amazon is probably like like the biggest culprit with that to start with Mm -hmm. all the products that are just coming from china and you go on amazon and all these guys are getting that stuff shipped over and then putting their own sticker on it and basically saying that it's theirs and here's why they're better than the other guy that looks exactly the same just a different label i fucking hate having to sit on amazon and sift through the bullshit now yeah i that is so time consuming and sometimes you're even like you're even researching for the sake of saving like 10 20 30 dollars for like the same shit or even like sifting through to make sure you get the correct product and not some cheap knockoff right there's like very few people that'll like put in like little details of those products that pique my interest. But have you seen all the people that are promoting uh, having your side hustle be going on to Alibaba and locating I've something of... that, that's on there for, for much for let's say a certain price, but then you put it on Amazon for 10x. Yeah, I've heard oh, they yeah. go even as they go even as far as to say like you can use either this. Uh, third-party software to look at what are the trends what are people yeah. searching for what are the keywords that people are looking for right now so if, if you know that there's a holiday coming up or just there's a trend in fashion mm-hmm. that people are looking for yeah macrame whatever the fuck 
you can go on to Alibaba and search that and find out what the price is for that item and how much of that is in stock. And you can go yeah. through and list that on Amazon. Amazon will take will be the full middleman. They'll take care of the whole thing, ship it yep. and everything. I mean, there's there's an easy way to spot all the fake stores on Amazon. But I will say that jokes aside, I see it that Eli kind of has this as his um, like weird pastime hobby sometimes <laughs> with how he brings it up. With what? Because he's there's a couple things that you've like figured out that 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 is the case, right? Like um, the one standing desk brand. Oh yeah. Um, oh, autonomous. Yeah, with autonomous their, with desk. Their chair? Yeah, with their chair. Like <laughs> Eli went down this whole rabbit hole and explained to us that, like, yeah, the, like I, the chair is on Alibaba. It's the same thing, and it's a piece of shit, basically. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily that it was a piece of shit. It was. Um, well, I, I think back in the day, it used to be a piece of shit, um, if I recall. But then, like, the most recent thing that I researched was uh, to confirm that this new chair that they had was still, you know, coming from Alibaba or whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, the price point was still better to buy it for, I don't know, $600 here domestically versus uh, ordering it from Alibaba for like $200, but then shipping was going to be like 600 or yeah. some, something like that. <laughs> something ridiculous that's, that's what it was like you you really dive deep on that shit and yeah. i like appreciate the due diligence but sometimes i just laugh it's like but wow that, you really fucking dove deep on it, but it's so interesting because autonomous it you know it, it's a pretty I, I feel like it's fairly reputable brand or it's a well-known brand now yes uh, there's a lot of advertisements uh you know i've seen it on facebook uh, I've seen people you're gonna like see on it Reddit again on talking Facebook about it. You're talking about it now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Every, everything's listening right now. Um, but yeah, I, I remember just looking at their products and you know recognizing some of the random products that they had, and then like that that was the first time I compared their catalog with like Alibaba and just like finding the the same product just with their autonomous sticker on it, basically. So it's like it's not like they're necessarily anything special. They just sort of advertise themselves to be this this brand that makes these office furniture and that they're great. But realistically, they they just found some manufacturer in China uh, that already made this stuff and just maybe tweaked it or just put their logo on it. I don't I don't know what kind of deal they had, but it, it wasn't anything special. But but they really seemed like they were a, like a unique company, you know. I don't know. Right. It's a little misleading. I, part of it's that is just like find out about that. the lack of similar copyright <laughs> laws in China versus the U.S. Yeah. Like um, I watched something recently. I think I watched it with Amanda where it was talking about all the bootleg products that come out of China. Like all the designer name like cosmetics was one of the big things that they, they went in on. And basically you can go to China with a product that you want to replicate and you there's literally like every single store can has a connection for you but you have to kind of like gain their trust to kind of bring it up but they could tell you like oh yeah we can make a hundred thousand of these for a thousand dollars yeah and it's like excuse me what but obviously they're cutting corners right because mm -hmm. it's all for the look it's not for what it is and especially with cosmetics 
they can get people really sick. Yeah. Right? Fake ingredients, crazy dangerous chemicals just to get that color and look. I mean, there's there's a reason why it's so expensive in the US is because we have the stricter FDA. laws. <laughs> yeah, stricter laws. But yeah. that doesn't stop all this bootleg from coming through because there's no way there like there's not one entity that can police all of it, mm -hmm. right? And even if you do, whatever happens over in China, it that company, that shell company is going to dissolve. It's going to pop back up with a different name. And that, that's what happens with Amazon, right? Where you have all these replica sellers and you can spot them because if the name of the seller is just a bunch of letters and it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. The reason why is because it's basically randomly generated and it's easier to just drop that that company trademark whatever it is and create a new one and relist everything mm. and there's even like a whole scam of where they'll take an existing amazon like seller page and like hijack it or buy it from them where it has great reviews and then They'll just change the name, but it'll retain all the fucking seller reviews and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's so much more deep diving that you have to do. And it's just like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine had uh, something, I guess, that's called a sunset lamp. And I tried looking it up on Amazon. And to your <laughs> point, I, I sent a picture of w yeah. what I was looking at. It's, like, all the same shit. The price is varying from $15 to $22 with one of them even listed as $40 marked down, you know, 50, 20. 60% or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. And then there's a $20 ones with 20% off coupons. Like they're all just playing some like money finessing game of trying to get their product out the door, but it's all probably the same shit. All probably maybe the same company even. Um, yeah, it's just very misleading and annoying as hell. And to, to, to outlets like Amazon, yes, they can invest the time to shut these down, but is it worth their time and effort? No, probably not they're because so it's a lot. off of these sales. They're making so much even money. even warehousing and, their product. Right. It's, it's also easier for them to issue a refund than to try and shut down an entire shop yeah. on their page. Right. Right. Have you guys shopped through Amazon Warehouse? Sometimes. Uh, no, actually, I don't. So let, in the event that they something like this does happen where somebody says that they want to issue a refund for something and they send it back, they might put it back out on the main page. But also what they'll do is they'll take stuff and go put it in Amazon Warehouse and mark it down and sell yep. it as yep. slightly used or as whatever. Just that's open the box or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Yeah, it's just a retaped up box often or somebody did use it and yeah so if i if i know that i want to try something out but i don't actually know if i want it and i don't want to deal with trying to go do a bunch of research on something that's 20 bucks i'll just go through amazon warehouse and grab that have well, it delivered it, and try it out it's crazy that you say that right because that's very specific that that's where you're looking for it amazon still also occasionally just even though the product's listed as new and things like that, there's ways you can read the packaging that basically says this was a reboxed product. It's got like another sticker on it or something where it's like, yeah, this is a 
like open box that was resealed because it was not used, lightly used, whatever it may be that they consider as like still new to their eyes. Really? Yeah. Who determines that? Who's going through and checking to make sure that everything is in there? That I don't know. Because what I'm used to is if you go into a Home Depot or a Lowe's or anywhere and you got to assess how much tape is on the thing. Was it retaped? Was it taped oh, up a right. couple of times? Is it the last one on the shelf? Usually the last one on the shelf has got something wrong. Oh, for sure. And generally, it's just like a damaged box, but, you know, whatever. More often than not, it is just a damaged box. But every once in a while, you, you'd hate to grab it and then take it home and realize that there's pieces missing that they never checked when they brought it back. They never did a quality mm-hmm. check on it. They just retaped it up and threw it back on the shelf. So I said that and it made me remember something. Was there ever a point that you guys recall where damaged box, like packaging products, were able to be marked down uh, price? Yeah. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Actually. I remember cans. Like I, I very vividly remember, because um, my family was poor growing up, my uncle would always look for the damaged box to buy something because it would be like 10, 15% smart. off or something. Oh yeah. Super smart. I've, we weren't, we didn't go as far as to like damage it ourselves, but like it was damaged during shipping and, and people knew the policy of, of the store. And it's like, Oh yeah, we can buy this brand new thing for like 15% off because the box is dented in at the corner. But it, this was also before all the changes in packaging and stuff like that, where you have like, eight pounds of fucking styrofoam and something. I remember seeing a joke in a movie or some TV show of, of somebody like throwing cans of soup on the ground. Yeah. Big daddy to be able to, is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. I can remember. Nasdaq just lost five points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember that. It just made me think about the chili episode in the office. I never seen ever the office. That? Oh man. I, I know I, the. I, I know what you're to referring sit down to. And watch it though. <laughs> I watched the UK Office, the oh, yeah. one or two seasons that it was, but then I just couldn't get into the American Office. Uh, but the first two seasons of the American Office is literally just like shot for shot the British one, I think, or it's like a couple episodes. What was that? What was that movie? The the military movie with uh, the Thor actor. What was his name again? Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Extraction? Yeah. His handler. I love that book. That's a stapler guy, right? From uh, Office Space? Yeah. So you're you're asking about the stapler guy, right? Yeah. Oh, maybe I was mixing it up with Barry. That's <laughs> oh, what it I'm is Stephen Root. Yeah, it is Stephen Root that I was thinking okay. of. Yeah. And he was the handler in Barry. Anywho. Speaking of, are you excited for Extraction 2? Oh, yeah. When is that coming up? Uh, (laughs) Here we we are jumping into movies and shows again. (laughs) Towards the end. Extraction 2, June 16th. Oh, Oh, my God. In in September, there's a John Wick spinoff. I saw The Continental. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably in production at the same time. Oh, yeah. I, Tom, have you seen Extraction 1? Let me look it up. 
Alright, we're gonna have to add that to his list of to do. <laughs> twenty twenty film? Probably. There was nothing to do. Yeah, which was why everyone watched it and everyone was like, Wow, this is a really good movie. They should make a second one. Oh wait, no. No, they can't, but they totally did. <laughs> yeah, I did watch this back then. Yeah, if it was on Netflix in twenty twenty, I probably saw it. Well, if we're talking COVID movies, did you guys watch the Tomorrow War? Um, Chris Pratt. Let's look it up. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. It was fine. I I didn't really I didn't. care about it. I thought the alien design was cool as shit. Yeah, like the special effects and everything were pretty cool, but the yeah. the entire just the movie, I don't know. I just couldn't vibe with it at all. Conceptually, like, I was like, okay, <laughs> weird. But okay. I mean, those aliens honestly were pretty fucking terrifying, though. Yeah, they were. They like, were. I, I don't know what, what the fuck are you supposed to do against that? <laughs> Die. No, I End didn't over. see this one. Yeah. Uh, you can miss that one. That's <laughs> fine. We'll give you a pass on this one. I mean, the the plot of the movie, like you could figure out very, very fucking quickly watching mm. it. And just like, that's totally who that is, right? And then big reveal. Yep, it called it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, good. One less thing to do. Uh, actually, any updates on uh, movies Tom has to watch? No. <laughs> well, you might as well put Extraction 2 on there. Well, that's for everybody now. That's not one that I've missed. No, but you're going to watch the first one. You're going to be like, okay, I know there's a second one. I'm going to have to watch it. I did watch the first one. Oh yeah, you you thought it was okay, or you thought it was good? I I thought it was fine. I don't remember it being bad, but I don't really remember the movie itself, so I don't know if it was that great. Oh, for real quick, since the when we talked about this movie list last time, Eli and I went on like an hour tear of just like watching clips of Black Dynamite and just <laughs> laughing the entire time and not being able to get a fucking phrase out. Did we, okay, we did put that on there. That movie yeah. is so... I really want to watch that again, man. <laughs> just re-watching those clips just reignited my enjoyment of that movie. Too good. I want to watch more movies like it too, if there is any. What movie? Black Dynamite, bro. Dynamite. Dynamite. You guys seen Hobo with a Shotgun? No. Well, that's definitely one for the books. I, yeah, that's one of those, like, it's a campy movie that kind oh, of yeah. plays on the, what is it, like, 70s, 80s style, like, yep. campy movie, right? Very much so. Incredible gore and that action. That is not my bag. Okay, you want another campy movie? Thanks killing. It's a low oh, budget campy I have, movie. About... I remember seeing the cover like in Blockbuster. <laughs> they know what it was for. Killer turkey during Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you want to have a good laugh? Watch Thanks Killing. I want to I want to watch that for Thanksgiving this year. What was the one Wasn't there just a Christmas There's one? There's three of Omila. Well, Fucking three days of Christmas. Wasn't there a Christmas one just like that? That was the 
Violent Santa or something. The it's not bad Santa. Violent Night, I think. Violent Night. Right. Did anybody watch didn't that? It just come out. I didn't watch that. I thought it was yeah. I thought it was his last Christmas. No, I've been meaning to though. That's David Harbor, right? Yeah. Is it is it a horror film? Is it a comedy? I think it's action, action. comedy. Yeah. Oh. I mean the cast looks good. You got yeah. David Harbor, John Leguizamo. Six point seven out of ten. That's the perfect rating for Tom. Yeah. He'll probably give it a six. I probably won't get to it. If what it comes around next Christmas. And this oh, list actually, is getting bigger. Fucking, Where is this list? Has anyone seen We Have a Ghost? Uh no. The premise of the movie is weird to me. It's Anthony oh, Mackie. That just came out? Yeah. Huh. It's Anthony Mackie and like his family, which is uh African American black family. And they move into this house and it's haunted by David Harbour. <laughs> right? Like just just explaining that it's like, is this supposed to be That's funny. funny? It's just like <laughs> it's just, it a almost... black family haunted by a white guy. <laughs> a bald white guy in a bowling shirt. Oh, and they make him as a ghost. He, he's he got like this golden glowy background to him and he's kind of translucent. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's odd. It's, it's odd that you're saying it's not a comedy funny when that's the way that they show him. This definitely makes it look like it's a mocking oh, yeah. kind of a movie. It's at at one one forty eight on the trailer, they they took, I, I don't know who did it first necessarily, but they took the scene from the Matrix two, when the uh, when the twins oh. when the twins <laughs> yeah, got into the, the twins car guide to the car, yeah. <laughs> it's like the same scene. <laughs> it is the same scene. Uh, the first comment is kind of how I I kind of thought about it. Right, I love how the beginning looks like freaky horror, and then by the end it's a comedy. Yeah. Uh, it seems like one of those fun movies to watch. I guess I wouldn't. I, don't know, I wouldn't really expect a whole lot out of this. What do we think? Should we call it? Yeah, I think so. It's a good run. Yeah. All right. That is it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please help us out by give us giving us a like, subscribe, rate, and review. If you'd like to contact us, you can do so by emailing calculatedabsurdity at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram at calculatedabsurdity, Twitter at calcabsurdpod, and on Facebook. See you. Bye. See ya.